Hello there guys, gals and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved and welcomed in this space. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Bibliotheque of Boba Fett, the only book of Boba Fett discussion show hosted by the Imperial Senate Podcast. I'm your host Charlie Ashby and joining me as always is Master Assassin Claire Stribling. Hey. Hey. You know what? It's going well. Today I'm feeling very, very thankful that you host this show. Because I can't imagine having to say Bibliotheca Boba Fett like every time perfectly. So you're a star. Well, you're a star, buddy. You know, I came up with the title. I feel like it's on my it's my burden yeah. to, it is to your, say it every week. It's your burden to bear. You Ugh. did this. <laughs> you did this to yourself. Um but yeah, no. How how was your week? All good? Yeah, no major complaints. Surviving, thriving. How are you? How are you like preparing for this episode? Because I feel like this is one where, based on last week, it was like, where could this go? Could this be like a quick appearance? We'll delve into that. But like, did you? Where? What was your thoughts? Like, what were you expecting? My my Star Wars mindset is always keep them expectations low, <laughs> keep them so low, you nice. won't get disappointed. You know, like. The second that I let my mind run away with itself, it's just like my wish list is like 18 miles long. And it's never something that will like legitimately depress me if it doesn't happen. But it's always like, you know, better to keep the expectations reasonable. I'm still waiting on Salacious Crumb. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not that so like this is what happens when we want things and it's not it's not okay. Um, But yeah, I kept them low and I and I, I just was completely overwhelmed by how quickly <laughs> we got into that sweet sweet dinjarin time and and how we stayed in that that dinjarin that world for the whole episode i was like not expecting that i'm feeling good they're, they're just teasing you claire you know at the end of the series there's going to be like another post credit scene and it's going to be like a there's going to be like a tiny seat next to the boba's chair and it's just what you're going to see salacious sitting in it and like <laughs> Hey, remember what I just said about this is why we got to keep expectations low so we don't want things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why, why you got to be like that? Why you got to do that? Hey, to be fair, most of the things I've said on the show have come true. Okay, well then, say about the crumb then. <laughs> come on. Will it into existence? I pray, I'm praying oh. praying for the crumb. Uh, but, but we're joined by a very special guest this week. Uh, discussing this week's episode with us is the chief film critic for The Independent and co-host of the Fade to Black pod. It's Clarice Loughry. Hello. I feel like you're bigging me up too much now. (laughs) I can only... I like Star Wars. You've got to keep the expectations low. (laughs) Not true. Not true. You can even tell my voice. I was like running out of breath just trying to list all the achievements you've done. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) Operation Embarrass Her is is on. It's on. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. I am so excited to talk specifically about this episode, which I loved. I giggled like a small child through most of it, which is really nice. Really nice. I feel like that's the key. Like that's the when Star Wars really gets you is when it makes you turn into a child again, and you're like, I need to be critical, but also I just want to go and find like, my toys. Yeah. <laughs> You become deliciously crumb. Oh, Dan, you're being so silly. <laughs> that was me the entire episode. <laughs> I was like, oh, your poor leg. 
but yeah, I was like, I just, you just want to go up and go, you little, you little rascal, grab his helmet. Because yeah. I was so worried he was gonna, you know, considering when we left him, I was like, are we gonna see him for the first time? And he's like in a bathrobe and he's blasting like Getaway Car by Taylor Swift. <laughs> Just like softly crying underneath the helmet. And like we didn't quite get that, but I'm still still watching him. I'm like, oh Din, baby. <laughs> Sweet man. I'm so sorry. Yeah, he did time. I was so happy that through the entire episode we have a through line of Din having BDE as in Big Dad energy, like from start to finish. Big Dad energy. I'm glad it wasn't depressed, yeah. recently divorced Dad energy with the open bathrobe and and drinking the beer at noon. But I'm just I'm I'm so happy that he just wants to get back to his sweet baby boy, like and make him gifts out of Beskar, make him a little chain. Of something, I don't know. I'm so excited. I really, obviously, we're jumping big ahead a little bit, but I really love that moment where the armor was kind of like, um, the Jedi cannot have attachments, and he's like, uh huh, uh huh, cool. Um, I'm going to see him next week. <laughs> Be like, hey, well, bitch, I'm not a Jedi, so I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> cool story, bro. Cool story, bro. Zoom. <laughs> that may be their religion, but my religion is I'm getting that kid. <laughs> Get peace out. Exactly. What was that? What's that mean? Uh, I ain't me. reading that, but <laughs> <laughs> I ain't reading that. But thank, good for you all. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just that's the meme for for them. I like the way that you were phrasing it though, like the idea of him being like a depressed in a bathrobe but all i can think of now is buzz lightyear with the pink apron like it's just thin just sitting there <laughs> mrs nesbitt <laughs> but yeah um should we get stuck into the episode let's do it yes let's go to the beginning of course the return of the mandalorian the episode of course starts off with a little bounty hunting uh mission for Din. I thought it was really nice the way that it was framed was kind of a bit like the first episode of The Mandalorian with the whole tracking fob and him having to go off on this little mission elsewhere. It was also nice to kind of have a different environment for once because I've really appreciated the way that the Book of Boba Fett isn't just hopping off to different planets all the time. But then again, it's also nice to have a bit of freshness every now and again. I thought it was really cool to see a bit more blues this episode as opposed to all the yellowy oranges that we get to see with uh, Boba. Uh, what did you think of the opening sequence, Claire? Um, first of all, I was instantly shocked at the fact they're like, oh, we're, 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 we're here. Okay, cool. Din. Din's doing Din stuff. And from that point, my mind just kind of blanked out for the first like watch through. I was just like, what the... Um, I think it's kind of like perverted to have like pig people in a butcher shop i don't know maybe that's my own real world bias coming in um but i loved the opening sequence so much i just was emotionally overwhelmed i like i i, I checked out like there are a few you know there's not that many times that you can just make me go completely like brain dead from a star wars scene right off the bat in one of these shows and uh yeah that that did it that did it and 
wow i just i missed him i'm just so happy he's here <laughs> daddy's home what about you clarice <laughs> i i really liked how much i we learned about him in that mm-hmm. opening scene because the fact that he is going back to the first the very first episode of mandalorian is kind of this idea that oh he hasn't really given himself time to grieve he's just trying to go back to the person he was before and it felt like the fighting was like a lot more brutal i guess especially because mm. he was getting yeah. a dark saber out and he was really like i was a bit like then <laughs> what's well, happening buddy <laughs> we're walking around with a severed head in a bag for the first 10 minutes of the show yeah like the whole sequence really screamed oh this man should be getting therapy but he's not getting therapy <laughs> and this isn't gonna end well he's just thinking that he can just go back to being the cool bounty hunter he was before and it's like no you're a dad now things have changed you know uh so yeah immediately heartbroken (laughs) very sad but also (laughs) delighted that's a great way of putting it yeah very sad but also delighted i i completely agree like the whole opening sequence is a nice little way of saying he's like like any character he's changed you can't go back to the person you were like he can't he's not that person anymore you can't just become a bounty hunter he is like you said the dad he um grogu isn't just a child he's a jedi um there's all these different things and he's not just a mandalorian anymore he's holding this very important tool that you know has shifted the entire existence of his planet and he's using it like as a bounty (laughs) like you you can't just be like oh yeah i'm going to use this sword of excalibur to try and catch up some burglars or something like it doesn't work you have to there's more importance to him now and i feel like he's just sort of trying to get to grips with that um and yeah, I just really like the way that it was directed, the opening sequence, really fun. A lot of those moments where it's pretty much, are they going to do the thing? They did the thing. Especially with, <laughs> yes. um, what, uh, I'm going to bring you in cold or I'm going to bring you in warm. I was like, they did, okay, got that. Darksaber, got that. And it's just, yeah, really great to see them delve, you know, dive into that. And again, Din is also a man of the people. He doesn't just take money because it's there. He's like, I did what I did. I did what I was paid for. Go ahead, do what you want. I'm going to leave. He just looks so sad, though. He's so sad. You can tell that he's... (laughs) And that's, again, it's one of the best things about the whole mask acting, is that you can tell just by the mask of his own emotions and emotional state. And I think it's really cool the way that that's the acting, the physical acting that's done there. Um, really great. The whole episode, and we'll dive into this obviously later on, but the whole episode I thought did a really great job at, even though this is the Book of Boba Fett and this felt like a Mandalorian episode, it to me felt very much as still like a Book of Boba Fett episode because it's doing what the show is doing for Boba Fett in terms of diving into the character and understanding the core themes emotionally and just as a character like both Din and Boba are the same, like come from the same root problem. They're both orphans yeah. who are found. They lost their tribe. Lost their tribe and they're trying to reconnect to it. And were both ousted by the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. One of them happens to be, you know, technically, yeah, both. Like, because Din has been rejected by not only the aristocracy side of the Mandalorians, but now he's been rejected by the cult 
So there's a real interesting sort of look there between him and Boba. And I, I just love their friendship. And I feel like that's why I really enjoyed this episode. It felt like it was doing what it's been doing for Boba the last few episodes, which is delving into that character. And who is he and why does he do these things? Um, but yeah, the, the whole opening sequence is really cool, really powerful. But it isn't until we get into the little section of why he's there on this exact planet. On the Halo ring, I guess. Like, I never played Halo, but I, I think that's a reference that someone would appreciate. So, throwing that out there. <laughs> it's, wait, does Halo take place on a Halo? I think so, yeah. This changes everything. <laughs> like... <laughs> I that sounds that cool. Kid. I want to play this game now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. I've learned something new today. <laughs> I, think it, I think it does. Like, there's a big, like, I don't, circular I don't thing. Yeah. All I know is that at one point I had an ex boyfriend show me hours of cutscenes from this, and I was just continuing <laughs> to, to, to drink alcohol while he did this. So I'm like, okay, we're sharing this thing you like. And oh, I don't remember alcohol. anything of it. So this was like later relationship, like teenagers. Yeah. Oh no, Claire. Yeah. You, I know, I, Charlie. You know firsthand that I've not had the best track record of oh, that's true. Picking Actually, winners. No, that, that makes sense. That doesn't it make a lot sense. of sense to you? <laughs> like, yeah. come on now. I think I'm straightening my, my my radar out, but good lord. It's like the good Star Wars lord. timeline. Like I know there's tragedy everywhere, but there's <laughs> more of it to come earlier on. You know. <laughs> My relationships it's like the Star Wars the Skywalker saga. The Skywalker saga. Jesus. I'm hoping I'm in the Rise of Skywalker chapter here. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, happy ending. Until oh, I'm just gracious. always the uh tragedy of Darth Plagueis chapter that's me at all times. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's not a story that many would tell you. So too bad you get to get to the opera. Mm. Yeah, I, whenever I go to the opera, I just tell everybody about my exes. <laughs> it goes really well every time. You tell you that. Ryan. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What? <laughs> oh, my goodness. But yeah, we uh, we find out that the, the sect that uh, Din was a part of, the, the cult, um, I guess we call them that, are still around, but there's only two of the members left. It, it's the armorer. And a good friend, Paz Vizsla, who, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, he survived. And you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot his family, a douchebag. Yeah. You know, he's, little of both. He's, <laughs> he's like the college bro. The, the, I feel like the Vizslas are the college bros of of the Mandalorian society. He has the voice of the gods in Skybrim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, when you get stuck, they're like, Halt! You have committed a crime! <laughs> it's Halt. that. I don't know who the voice actor is, John but it's Favre. that. Is it? Yeah. Doing a Skyrim guard impression, right? Yeah, because he, he played um, in the Clone Wars. He played the. Uh, he played Pre Vizsla, though. Pre Vizsla. But this guy isn't voiced by John Favreau in the show, right? He's some other guy, no, right? No. It's, well, no, it's not played by him, but it's voiced by okay. John Favreau. Oh, huh? Because I don't know what John Favreau sounds like. <laughs> I don't either. It's the uh, it's the Vizsla blood. That's why I love it because it's like this guy has lost his savor. Like, 
or his cousin, I guess. I don't know. It must be like cousin, uncle, lost the saber. Now he's losing it. It's like this whole family, like, apart from Tarth, is the suck. Clowns. Yeah. Bunch of clowns. But I, do, I don't know, because obviously he's, he's related, he's part of the family, the family Vizsla. But I do kind of like the idea that he's maybe like, this this guy's like maybe like a distant cousin. It'd be like if someone was called um, Barry Plantagenet trying to claim the throne of England. It's like, I promise you, I am a direct descendant. It's like, I believe <laughs> I relate to them, but I don't think that gives you any... It's like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, you know, I'm a Vizsla, so yeah. yes, that's my saber. Take that. It's like, it <laughs> work like that, my friend. You suck. <laughs> uh, my goodness. And poor Dean's like, finally, my family. I found them. Maybe this will fill the hole that has left me because of Grogu. And they're like, hey, did you take your mask off? He's like, oh shit. Oh, God, the tension. Of when oh. she asks, have you taken your helmet off? And it cuts to him. <laughs> just like... Because you can see underneath his head. It's like, <laughs> Shit. It's like oh. It's like, don't say the truth, don't say the truth, don't say the truth. Yes. I felt <laughs> physical pain watching that. I know. Because I've been in that situation where someone's like, did you do that thing? And you're like... <laughs> did Maybe. you say your prayers? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite uh, take on the internet, which goes off of my, uh, was it two weeks ago? My my Boba Fett is gay because he was lubed up fighting a bear story. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the I'm gonna Star Wars is gay. Actually, this is another situation of Star Wars is gay. Actually, because somebody right. on Twitter who I wish I could remember who they were so I could credit them. Whoever you are, tweet at me and yell at me for being awful and not remembering who tweets things. But they were like, Star Wars is so gay. What is gayer than going to your religion, your life, your family and being like, this is how this is how I am. This is what I did. And they're like, shun from the religion forever. That's so gay. And I'm like, it is gay. Star Wars is gay. And it's purely out of love as well. Yeah. Like, Mm. good Lord. Star Wars is gay. This might be a. I this like might be that a very, analogy. Yeah, this I do might be too. a hot take, but I feel like cults are bad. <laughs> what? Oh shit! You know, like maybe... let me just unsubscribe to that mailing list then. Yeah. <laughs> Extreme religious cults are probably not great. Um, they just wanted to do day. a personality test. I don't understand what's wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> and next, that's how the know, Mandalorians getting... get you. <laughs> right. Next thing you know, I'm in a helmet where he, like, oh god, praying to some of your time. Have you heard of Have you heard of our Lord and Savior Tarvisla? Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I, yeah, ridiculous. Like I just, I, I, you know, what it reminded me of actually a lot when you get told off by your mum or your dad. Mm-hmm. Like it felt exactly like the armor might as well have gone. Din Djarin, did you take the last cookie? From the cookie jar. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, he was Ninja like one of those dogs, those TikToks yes. of the dogs where they've eaten the cookies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and they're no. like around the entire house. <laughs> and there's oh. just deer in the corner, like, oh. like his head's buried they... in the corner of the couch. <laughs> you know the answer before you say it. They don't need to say the answer. You know the answer. Oh, no. It's like, Dan, like... I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. 
Oh, that would have been that been Oof. Oof. But we do get also remember a... him being like him being like, let's. How do I fix it? Can't I go fix it? Can I go a, a, atone for my prop? Well, you could have if uh, the empire didn't blow our shit up. But now you got to be a bummer forever. Like, oh god, my whole heart. That scene it's more, it's like, more of no. a uh, not my problem. <laughs> you find it. <laughs> I'm not the one who screwed up. That was you. Oh. I would have just argued like. Look, let me take the helmet off. Just see how hot I am. Because <laughs> yes. I feel like <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> you know, I knew I knew it was Pedro Pascal under that helmet the whole time, obviously. But when we first saw him helmetless, it is a bit like, this has been a real waste. <laughs> <laughs> For the people of this galaxy, that, that face has just been inside a helmet the whole time. I feel there's, like there was a really funny meme for the first series of The Mandalorian where someone put, "I know this is Pedro Pascal. It's his voice. We knew he was cast. We know who it is." And then it's like the screenshot of the helmet being taken off, and then it's the little Pikachu <laughs> surprise face. <It's> like... <laughs> somehow it's <kind> like Pedro <laughs> <Your> Pascal. <laughs> oh. Man, he really he really used to atone for the sin of hiding that hot mug. Like my gracious. Share with exactly. the class. To be fair, though, when they put the helmet on, he was a kid. They wanted, they wanted to know that he was going to look like a daddy. How could they have known? How could they have known? It's part of their religion, you know? It's it's whatever. It's cool. It's not cool, but... <laughs> That's what changes it. He takes it off, and they're like, well, we've been Whoa. living a lie. And they all, they're, they're all hot. <laughs> they all take it off. They're all, like, they're all hot. 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh, my God. This whole time, I thought we were all just really ugly and just had... <laughs> Very low self esteem about it. We've been hot this entire time. <laughs> See, I would love to be a Mandalorian. You just wouldn't have to worry about anything. Oh, yeah. No day. makeup, no, no hair. No. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. This is Man. the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the L'Oreal advert. <laughs> Best girl. Best girl polish. This is the way. Oh, my God. But that would be, yeah, like, that would be pretty cool. I, I feel like you could tell the armor was kind of like we're gonna lose this guy as soon as he was like he's like the guy who like you know you want to bring up when you're like a teenager you want to bring up like people you've read or like watched that might be a bit more radical compared to what your parents might be interested in doing you want to learn a bit but you like don't want to be like oh what's this he's like so do you know anything about Lady Bo-Katan Kreese <laughs> she's like Mm-hmm. Why? He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing. Have you been hanging around with her? No. You have, haven't you? Mm-hmm. I, I've accidentally get, like arrested Moff Gideon. Oh, uh, my God. I just, yeah, I love, I love that little backstory, the flashback, where we get to finally see the Purge, a.k.a. Oh. The, was it the Night of a Thousand Tears? Tears, yeah. Straight James Cameron stuff. Yeah. Like pure Terminator uh, 2 opening, like with the KX droids, which. Oh my like, god, they were so scary. Yeah, yeah, like that's what I love about that design. And I feel like when people talk about the designs of the prequels and the original trilogy, I feel like we need to give a lot of credit to some of the designs for this Disney like era because that design is, is fantastic. Where you see KT2SO and you're like, that's the most loveliest droid in the world. And then you see that exact same droid you're like that's the most t- terrifying thing especially <laughs> when you play fallen order 
and they come up yes. to you like Jesus Christ, these guys suck. It's scary. <laughs> How do we feel uh by the way about the the speculation on the interwebs about the armorer? Have we seen this? Have we seen who we think oh, she is? Who, who is she? Is she Ray's mom? <laughs> I wish it was Ray's mom. But uh no, uh the the I there's been speculation. This isn't like any valid rumor, it's someone's prediction or like rumor that's been spoken to people about I don't know. Is this, but, our, um, is this our favorite source, Claire? Um <laughs> Ahmed, Ahmed Desup. Yeah, it's from yeah. Ahmed Desup. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's speculation. It's someone someone uh Friend, friend of mine, Miss Alley, speculating that Rook Cast is the armorer, mm. and that she—that's the reason why she knows so much about the Mandalorian stuff and the history of the Mandalore. And she was, you know, chummy with the old Death Watch, so maybe she was on Concordia when all this shenanigans went down. She had a horny uh, helmet. She she had a horny helmet. She has a horny she helmet a now. Really, she she does have a horny helmet now. Yeah, that's true. It's possible. I love how many times we've used the phrase horny helmet, though, in the last 30 seconds. I just want oh, you to know look, that thank it's you for true. that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just true. I like the idea that she's like, both Lady Bo-Katan Christmas, that's rubbish. She puts it in the bin and goes, I want you learning nothing about that. Learn about the real good people. It's the poster of Darth Maul. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. I, I do wonder what the future of this cult is going to be, if it is it's two people and who else are they going to recruit I, right. I feel like <laughs> I'd be interested if we even see them again or if it's just going to be like I feel like we will have fun in this subterranean thing <laughs> <building> <laughs> <your armor. laughs> I think for me the, the core interesting thing about this is because we know that obviously uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau are planning to this you know, mixture of different storytelling within the TV stuff, and it's going to build up to a big conclusion. I feel like the big main story would be connected to the idea of Thrawn, but also with Mandalore as a whole. And like, I feel like they're teasing the actual unification of Mandalore, and that means that there's a lot of ground to tread before they get there. Namely, it's to do with identity, which I feel like this show is all about. And it's the idea, you know, Boba doesn't consider himself a Mandalorian. The Mandalorians, heck, don't consider him a Mandalorian because of BS, quite frankly. You know, like His dad was a Mandalorian, fought in the Civil Wars, and they're like, oh, you're a bounty hunter? Oh, no, that sucks. Like You don't count. <laughs> and then, But then also there's the, uh, the other side of the fact that the Imperial regime that came over and literally bombed their planet to pieces and took over in the first place had all of Boba Fett's faces, literally. That's another yeah. big, like, oh, that... You can see that like, they might not exactly be happy with him. And then you have Din as well, who's again a foundling, who isn't technically a Mandalorian by blood, but is a Mandalorian. I feel like what they have to do is they're going to have to all come together. And I feel like Din and Boba are the, the best people to lead that charge. Um, because obviously Bo-Katan can't do it. And that family is cursed. I mean, you know... <laughs> I mean, not, they don't screwed it up enough, guys. Let's give someone else a chance to rule Mandalore. Yeah. <laughs> it depends how you define curse, because yes, they destroyed Mandalore. Millions died. Yeah, not great. But Satine got a bit of that young Ewan McGregor. Facts. So you have to balance it out, you know? <laughs> it's true. 
<laughs> I hope I hope their love child's okay. Hope hope Corky's vibing somewhere. Are you aware of Corky Crees Crees? No. Who's so, Corky? In the Clone Wars, his fucking name is Corky, though, guys. Bo-Katan's sister, who is like Obi Wan's lover, like yes, all time love. She has a nephew called Corky, which because she, she goes because he always goes Auntie Auntie Satine, but we know that Bo-Katan's the sis, her, her sister. She's not had kids because she's pure like aunt energy. She's like the you know pure like badass aunt who like gives you a good mixtape. Um, and <laughs> has loads of cats. Um, There's lots of cats. But we don't know of any other siblings. And this kid, I swear to you, looks exactly like Obi Wan. Oh, exactly like Obi Wan. <laughs> he looks so much like Obi Wan. And they're like, "Yeah, it's your nephew." It sounds like someone went away for the summer and came back with a nephew. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'll try and find a picture while we talk. Um, Corky. Because you say Corky, and I'm imagining like <laughs> that person's uncle Corky. Yes, what? Corky. <laughs> <laughs> Which the worst name? He does Perfect look. Perfect mix of Sabine and Obi Wan. Like Obi Wan. Look yeah, at them. that. <sighs> but with Satine, somebody nose. needs to do a DNA test. Lori, <laughs> <laughs> where are you at? Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's the scene in episode three, but just with him, he's like, "I'm the father, aren't I? I'm so sorry." It's like, no, you can't leave. You've got to pay for like eighteen years. He's like, "I got There's a war on today." Uh, oh no! But yeah, there's only like, like that's a character that could return. Corgi, woo! We know you McGregor's hanging around. Maybe he's like a ghost. Like, sorry, I wasn't there. Maybe he's doing stuff. <laughs> Okay, so they'll have to. I feel like they're gonna have to recruit more people because mm-hmm. if we're talking about unifying, I understand spiritually, thematically, why it has to happen. Yeah. Logistically, I feel like they'd be like, we could probably lose two people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're not. I feel like they're not essential to reclaiming Mandalore. Just leave them. If they want to come, that's cool. If not, well, she could build cool stuff. That's all true. Because you can't you can't true. win a war without a, a really great hammer montage. <laughs> you need to have some clanging. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah. You, you, got, you got to unite the families. I feel like regardless of like you, you unite the families in terms of just the physical families, like the, the aristocracy and the, the BS, all that stuff. Like Sabine. And from rebels and all that lot, have them all come in. But then you have to have like foundlings, so you've, like Bova and Din are leading the foundlings, and obviously their foundlings as well. Grogu, who's gonna lead? Grogu. I'm sure Just Luke's not doing much. Foundling. Luke's probably gonna pop up and be like, "Hey." <laughs> if we see Luke Skywalker in this series or in Mando season we have three to, right? again, yeah, if we're gonna go see Grogu, we're gonna probably see Luke again. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not. I'm not ready for that again. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Like, I will be excited when it happens, but oh my God. Holy crap. This is the era of Star Wars we live in now. I'm really overwhelmed by it. Jesus. <laughs> I know what uh, one of the people in this group would love to see uh, if they go to that planet. And it's not just Luke, but you turn around and see Orden Anorak. 
I mean, <laughs> this we're talking about wishes and expectations. I know. Yeah, keeping it real. I don't. I don't dare to dream. I would not dare to dream. But also, <laughs> I would, would like to dream. Yeah, mm-hmm. that it's would a be good a dream. Really, that'd be a really a good, good season two. I know people are kind of like this show doesn't hasn't done anything. Which, first of all, no no story has to like do something necessarily like i don't like bo has to open up a, a toy shop by the end of the series for it to have meant anything um <laughs> you know like there's gonna be like obviously a battle of sorts and it'll cement his reign and but i you know i just find it a bit odd but i feel like what's interesting is that potentially this could set up season two of because there's always there's rumors and ideas of who could be actually behind the pikes and if you were to do like a really good, can you imagine? I'm just saying that season two, it'd be awesome if it was Boba Fett and Han Solo having to work together to to fight Kira. That's of of all the things of all the Star Wars things. If I could have one Star Wars thing, I would like some sort of emotional resolution between Kira and Han. Yes. Oh, because like. The the love that they shared <laughs> in Solo has actually changed my view of Han and Leia, and I don't like that. I want to feel the way that I used to feel about Han and Leia, mm-hmm. and I feel like I can't get to that place without some sort of like they he needs closure. Yeah, I need closure. Maybe he doesn't need closure. I need closure on that relationship <laughs> that I'm not, I was not a part of. <laughs> It's really important for me to move on. Yeah, I can't move on (laughs) unless they move on. Uh, So I would love that very much. It'd be like an interesting way to like to heal wounds and stuff. I'm sure like Luke, Luke would be pretty chuffed to find out that this person who he didn't really know that that long, he just chopped his jetpack a little bit, um, (laughs) is helping make his planet a little bit safer. The one that he grew up on. How sweet would that be? If he's like, yeah, you know what. And obviously he knows about, he would have been researching about Anakin by this point. So he would have known that his dad was a slave. And so the idea that he's literally the town where his dad was a slave is now being ruled by someone who's against that sort of idea. It's, it, no, pretty good. Aww. I like the idea of Buffett. Like, no, no more. But yes, <laughs> everything's my way. Like, I just like <laughs> the idea of them being like that. And Han and Boba Fett, it's a fun little combination. Like they could be a really cantankerous. They're like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier of Star Wars, where they like <laughs> grudgingly have to work together. Yeah, Kira just like manipulating stuff and being evil. I feel like yeah, that'd be just really fun to see Emilia Clarke be a, bit, a little bit mischievous and evil, but also have obviously she's got a tragic side to her that that can tie into, which would be really fun. Yeah, I'm just really intrigued to see where they go with that sort of stuff. Because there's so much yeah. this show and world can delve into, and I feel like that's interesting. And I really hope they do get Alden. I know it's there's a big debate about do you get some dude Harrison Ford's face and voice? Do you have I know there's, there's like people suggesting that maybe Mary Elizabeth Winstead could play maybe Leia? Um, which would be interesting. I feel like she's Definitely got like the look for Leia, yeah, and I the sort of sensibility. Yeah. I still think I know that obviously she played Conics. I still think Billy Lord would be a really good Leia. Yeah, 
Honestly, slap a different hair color on her. No one's gonna notice. No, yeah. <laughs> when she when she did that, uh, when she did the entire um, speech at celebration, when it was the first yes. celebration after a yes. mum passed, and then she came out on, in the layered dress and she did the exact speech verbatim without any script. I was like, she could do it. Like, I feel like she, if anyone's could fill that role, it's her. Although I wouldn't necessarily mind another actor playing that. Um, I just feel like there's a lot of stories you can tell those characters that you shouldn't necessarily have to be pigeonholed by uh, technology and stuff. It was funny, though, because um, the guy that played Luke was in this episode. Yes, he was! He was the other X-Wing pilot, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. That's what I thought. I'm like, you have too handsome of a face to not be the other guy. <laughs> I watched that entire final episode of the Mando behind the scenes documentary and you are equally hot as that guy. It must be you. That was great. That reaction when everyone was like, who played Luke? God damn. And then you look at, oh damn he's, though. He's a twink. He, he must be Luke Skywalker. <laughs> that's, that's the only category to play Luke. Also, Charlie, my favorite thing is, did you see all the people being offended about, uh, about Luke Skywalker is gay. Someone was like, Luke Skywalker is so gay. You mm-hmm. see all the people getting so butthurt about someone calling Luke gay? Like, it I just know. made me, amazed me. It amazed me. I was like, what? <laughs> people. that really changes his character, doesn't it? It changes so much about his character. Oh, a, not a really man, at all. A gay man would not shoot one prats. Like, what? What are we talking about? <laughs> Sorry, What? <laughs> This is an established fact, bro. (laughs) Straight men love what brats? Straight men kill little rodents. They are not to being serial killers. Gay men can't do that. Luke Skywalker isn't gay. He just had a really good best friend with a mustache. I'm not saying Big and Luke were a couple. I'm just not not saying it. You know? <laughs> that survived the Battle of Yavin. Who yeah, knows? It was the seventies, you know. You know, it was a long time ago. Yeah, that's right. Ugh. Wow. Anyway, what were we talking about? The Mandalorian or something? I think so. <laughs> At some point, what? Oh, uh, I. Had, but on the topic of cult, uh, the Mandalorian backstory. Mm. I am. I just want to say a little special thank you to. Uh, the team of the Book of Boba Fett for cha- for shoving so much Mando backstory um, into this episode because my dad is watching this show and he does not give a shit when I go on rants. Like he'll ask questions sometimes about stuff in Star Wars and then he'll get completely tuned out, like does not care. And he has asked about Mandalore before. He's like, what's the deal with like Mandal? He's a he's a what now? And I'm like, well, here's what's up with the Mandalorians. They were this warrior nation and they blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I will go through the whole thing. And he would not listen or retain a single word that I said. But my dad and I talked about Mandalorians the other day. And I'm like, yes, he digested it. Thank you. (laughs) It makes me so happy because people who don't give a shit when I rant about it are like, (laughs) I get it now. I'm like, yes, you do. I just like the idea of you, like your dad being like, okay, tell me about Mandalore. And then you just going, how do you feel about cubes? (laughs) (laughs) I just love the idea like, like cube, do we have cube buildings? Yeah, we'll have cube buildings. Like cubes. 
it was really funny, like depressingly, like a like a mirroring of that big sequence with the giant imperial sort of dome exploding. Because that reminded me a lot of No Rebels when they blow mm. up um, that big imperial thing on La Fon. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe that's like Thrawn getting back at them somehow. Or... Sad. Maybe. 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 Can I share my um, <laughs> my attempt to get my family into Star Wars? I showed yes. them the first showed them the first episode of The Mandalorian. They pointed at one of them pointed at the the Quackian uh, monkey. Is it lizard monkey? Monkey lizard. Monkey lizard. lizard monkey. Monkey lizard <laughs> on the stick. They pointed at it and went, "Is that Yoda?" And I just went, "We're out. <laughs> We're tapping out. I'm done." <laughs> You can't, oh, even can't even recognize Yoda. They hadn't even got to the concept of Baby Yoda yet. Oh no! If we can't even get Yoda. I think I'm just gonna have to tap out, and I have not talked to them about Star Wars since. Pretty much. Oh, no. <laughs> you just left the room. Was that Yoda? Oh my goodness! Also, the idea okay. that the opening of the Mandalorian would have beloved fan favorite Yoda on a spit <laughs> being roasted. <laughs> what do it taste like? What do you think Yoda tastes like? Ooh, like rubbery. Yeah, I want to say like a beef brisket, but like overcooked. Oh, yeah. Like Whatever it is, it's well aged. You know. Yeah. So... Like, like chewing. Like a, like a chew toy. <laughs> that Yoda tastes like. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of creatures in Star Wars that would love to have used Yoda as a chew toy. Probably. But. Maybe he tried to eat himself a bit. <laughs> he not eat by himself. <laughs> no, no sausages. And then when Luke comes up with those space sausages, that must have been like, he, he must have made his mum. He no longer That's... was self mutilating. Is that what you're saying, Charlie? <laughs> That's why he was so reclusive because he's like, I'm delicious. I can't be out of society. <laughs> I'm too delicious. I must live in seclusion. <laughs> Otherwise, everybody's going to be lining up for a Everybody's plate. My goodness. Just numbing, numbing up my arms. Leave me alone. <laughs> What piece of this ass do you want? <laughs> but, yeah, I felt like the Mandalorian stuff, the backstory was great. Um, because we're like sort of halfway through the episode in terms of like discussing what happened. I want to ask this query to you because I feel like it's a difficult question. Does this, did this feel more like an episode of the Mandalorian or did it feel like an episode of the Book of Boba Fett still? Because that was a criticism I saw created a lot it's hard for me to answer that question because i have always felt like the book of boba fett is the mandalorian Mm -hmm. it's like to me what disney's doing with these star wars live action tv shows is because you know we've got kenobi coming out and we've got uh, the K2SO show or whatever that's going to be called <laughs> coming <Andor>. out. <laughs> and, oh, sorry, I forgot he was the main character though it's going to be K2SO. <laughs> <laughs> um, I 
it's going to be like a talk show where he just gets guests on. It's like, hello. (laughs) And I feel like there is this central storyline that they are doing with Boba, Mandalore, Din. And it's like, that's all the same show to me. So it almost, Mm -hmm. it didn't bother me so much because it's, it's part of the same storyline and the fact that this is called the book of Boba Fett and not the Mandalorian season three is like, they could have just called it the Mandalorian season three and I don't think it would have changed anything, Mm. (laughs) but uh, I guess because then people would be confused because they'd be like, well, all the episodes are about Boba Fett. I don't understand. So that's why they did that. I don't know. And yeah, it didn't really bother me. I'll be honest. Yeah, it didn't bother me either. Um, I did feel like I I kind of agree with some of it that it does feel like a episode of The Mandalorian, but that's only because we've had two full seasons of The Mandalorian, and like normally when we have these like when you think of these television shows that we watch that have like an interlude episode that's like introducing a new character, new storyline through a totally separate entity episode. A lot of the times we haven't spent two seasons with that character a lot of times. Maybe not all the time, but that's just because we've had two seasons of Mando and because it was it just felt like Mando season two caliber episode. Um, I felt that it that it was that way, but also at the same time, interludes in seasons of television are totally a thing. And I'm and like because it felt like Mando to me and not Book of Boba Fett. That's not a that's not a criticism. That's that's like great because I like the book of Boba Fett a lot. It is it is my flavor of weird Star Wars, um, but it's not quite on the level of Mando season two. But that's also not fair because it's the first season of its own television show. So basically, I agree with people being like it feels more like the Mandalorian. But at the same time, I don't think that's a critique. I think that's cool because now we're bringing this extra oomph to the show and this is episode based on our emotional connections that we've established before in this big old universe where everything likes to connect, which is a beautiful, wonderful thing. Um, Using those, we are about to like skyrocket the end of this story into super cool, crazy town. And that's, that's a a good thing. It's not a bad thing that it felt that way to me. So I don't, it's a great episode of Star Wars. Y'all are ungrateful. Just be thankful you got that. <laughs> like, sorry that you hate to enjoy things. Like, come on now. Because I saw a lot of those people are the people who were like, this book Boba Fett show sucks. And then they're like, this episode sucks because it's like that other show I really liked. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Happy, experience joy. Embrace the joy. Just shut up. Yeah, it's... It, it. You know, bad faith criticisms compared to yeah, because there's people that don't like the show and that's completely fine. But it's when yeah. people people saying stuff like Tamora Morrison can't act. I'm like, no, fight me. Well, that's wrong. I will touch you. You know I will what? <laughs> people, yeah, I, and people. The internet is this. full of bullshit. I saw people say Tamora Morrison can't act. First of all, there's a lot of I've talked about this last week. It's like some people just don't understand. You don't have to act by talking about everything. I saw people like, yeah, but I didn't really get what Boba's trying to do until he said that he wants a family in episode four. I'm like, mm-hmm. did you watch the three, the ones before, yeah. when he did the family? <laughs> like, not everything has to be, and I did this, and this is why I want to do this. 
I'm going to go to the shop. But really, it's because I'm sad and lonely. Like, you don't need to tell yeah. people. A lot of people just don't. Like, I am very, like, I'm a big theater person. Like, I did theater all through college. That's my thing. The big thing about theater is showing, not telling. And, like, not relying on all of these other outside, boom, look, this is a thing in your face, to convey the story and convey the emotion. It's one of my biggest criticisms of The Force Awakens is because I feel like there's a lot of moments that they just flat out tell you something. Like, the droid is in the hands of your father, Han Solo. Like, we you didn't have to wink. Like, we didn't, you didn't have to go, you literally could have been like, the droid is now in the hands of your father. And then we think, hmm, where's that pesky little droid at? And then we go to the next see- scene and like, look, we're on the Falcon with Han and Chewie. Like, Chewie's probably not your dad. Finn's probably not your dad. Um, unless you're adopted and and he adopted you like as a baby. Like, I don't know. But it's just, we don't we don't have to, spell everything out but some people clearly need it and it's it's okay but also just people just can you just like ingest a thing of star wars and like not let your expectations of 20 years of this dude being a silent faceless like boring character and don't let your expectations of all this time ruin your enjoyment of a cool new thing now sorry that people grow and change as time goes on I'm really sorry. I bet there's a lot of people that you've dropped in your life, like, along the way, because we haven't been able to grow together. Come on now. Well, we're like, what, one or two years out uh, from having lived with new Boba, I like to call it, from episode two, at the same amount of time as we had Boba from Empire. Mm-hmm. So we're, like, almost at the point where we've kind of lived with this version longer. And I like yeah. that. I like the fact that, you know, we can go back and you know, recontextualize characters, and that's how we talked about this all the time. That's how stories do. Like stories mm-hmm. go back. I don't get when people complain about recontextualization because if you didn't recontextualize any story, like what would King Arthur be? <laughs> It'd be there was a British Britain king who did something. <laughs> like there's no witch, there's no sword and stone, there's no Excalibur because that was all later on. And you don't go back and tell change things in stories because that's bad. Um, <laughs> it's like it's just, yeah and i feel like the structure of stories is interesting as well because i feel like this is like a one shot like if it was like a comic run this would be like the one shot where you focus on one character and you go what, what are they up to what's their like what's their mind right now before we jump into the big conclusion and yeah. i feel like i genuinely feel like retrospectively this season might be reflected better when it's all out compared to just week by week. Um, I think I made a joke about this week. I said it's like people, if, if Dracula came out in 2021, people would be like, wow, this chapter isn't even focusing on Dracula. What, what is this? The, the Jonathan Harker book? Like, that's the sort of... Like, <laughs> what is this? What's the Mina mm. show? Like, you know, stories are just told in weird ways sometimes. Yeah. And I, well, I also want to make this clear. If you don't like this show for perfectly valid... Like, Leave. I'm joking. No, no. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> you are allowed to not like this show. Like... Yeah. But I will I will argue with you a little bit on some of... Unpacking some of the reasons why you may not like some things about this show. And then if at the end of the day you don't like it, that's cool. Great. Not your Star Wars. Next project might be for you. We're very much always big things like not everything is tailor-made for you specifically, um, 
everything shades of gray and it's okay to to be okay on something or to not like it but we can just discuss some reasons why you might not that are like not helpful i don't know and I will say, anyone who says that Tamara Morrison can act, just like, please, please watch other projects that he did that aren't Aquaman. You can't choose Aquaman. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, he's, a, he's a fantastic actor, and I'm, like, emotionally upset that people would say that he's he, not good. He <laughs> is so good. And I, I really love him in this. I I just feel I like some of this. I feel like just sometimes... I think this is a major, this isn't just an issue in terms of, because people are like, oh, it's a writing thing. I don't think it's a writing thing. I think sometimes there's a, a dissonance and a disconnect between maybe Americans and like the Commonwealth humour, where I feel like Boba, like Tamora Morrison, like some of the, a lot of his characterization comes from himself. There's a lot of jokes and sarcasm in Boba. I just don't think people get it. We said it last week. I saw some people, people like, the moment when he says, don't press the buttons. Some people are like, no, I, I actually just think he doesn't like Fennec pressing the buttons. I was like, no. She saved he's, his life, guys. He's, like... he's joking. That's, that's a joke. He's he... doing a bit. <laughs> that's the joke. Like, like, come on, guys. Ugh. But enough, Manning. Let's jump into <laughs> some fun stuff. Some prequel oh, talk about shenanigans. Well, you said no more moaning. This got me moaning. But go oh, on. <laughs> I hate myself. Let's continue. It's working. <laughs> it's working. Yes, it is. That was a neat trick. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Claire, I haven't seen your reaction yet, but I, I, I can't even just... I'm beginning to think. What did you think when you saw BD? The little BD droid. I, I need you to know that I purchased... I purchased a BD1 pin before, like literally the day the first trailer with him came out. The big BD stan. Obviously, I streamed Jedi Fallen Order on our Twitch. Go follow our Twitch. Um, nice. I died. I could not. I just, I could, I, I don't even know. I, I, I was so overwhelmed with pure delight and just like emotional at seeing BD. I'm like, sweet little boy. And then he breaks his little foot and he looks like just like when we meet him in JFO, he gets his little foot broken right away. And he also looks like my brother's cat who like, who was adopted and he has a little crooked front leg because he was abused and then he was put in the animal shelter and his broken foot didn't heal right. So he walks like Baloo. And I'm like, I love it. Sorry. That was really whiny, but um, yeah, it was good. I was happy. Oh, that's very sad though. I know. <laughs> Baloo is a happy, spoiled cat. He's he's thriving, so don't worry about Baloo. But and he got and then a little BD got his foot fixed, so everybody everybody's good. Everybody's good. And I just love how well it works in live action. Like it, it looks exactly yes. like the game, especially when he scans the little thing and puts it on the. I feel I like I was going. Mm, in the game. <laughs> <laughs> useful little scamp and I, I just continue to love Amy Sedaris's Pelly the, one of the best characters I feel like in Star Wars <laughs> she banged the some of the stuff she yeah some of the stuff she said this episode I was like I had to rewind <laughs> like, I'm sorry what did you very, just say very fair 
<laughs> I sure so I. <laughs> Sorry, you go. No, I was just gonna say I instantly thought of our friends over at Blue Bantha Milk Company, who do the Calrissian Chronicles with my lovely bro host over at Broaxium, Chris Ryan's as Lando Calrissian. And in the very first episode of the Calrissian Chronicles, he's like sharing his his memoirs about his love life, and he's just like, "My first wife was a Jawa," and I just thought about this like. This whole Lando Calrissian Jawa love scene, it took me back instantly to Chris talking about how his first several ex-wives were Jawas. And I'm like, oh my God, so furry. I just, I love, and I love that one of them hits on her and she like politely turns him down. I'm like, what? I'm working on myself now. I'm working on myself now. Amazing. (laughs) Oh. That Jawa though, you know, much respect. Because he, he, you know what? He goes for it. She says, respectfully, no. And he goes, you know, sweet, sweet, no worries. I have a lot. I just have a lot of questions, but I feel like maybe I should keep them to myself. No, you have to. You have to tell us. <laughs> Sharing is the, does the hood stay on? <laughs> I, I don't know. Because you, you know, they say, like. Do you turn the lights off? Because they just have two bright yellow eyes to get them staring at. Oh you. God! Because I would, I would maybe do it just to find out, like, what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> what's <going> on? <laughs> Very curious. They must shout at, I... Uti- at Utini, right? At, you know, I bet Utini. Oh. Oh. They must shout. <laughs> they must shout Utini when. You know. the climax, Charlie. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> wherever oh, they are, you think you're alone in the bedroom. The other Jawas are responding. <laughs> what did he? What did he? <laughs> like, have they been here the whole time? Are they? They been watching us? What? <laughs> We've learned that the Joe is a couple. Oh my god! And they, <laughs> but Can they someone they... write a fanfic about this. Just I need it, so I don't have to do the thinking. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just not... We know that Perry slept with a Jawa, and we know yes. that Disney like doing crossovers within their own IP. Right? Just saying, Pam and Tommy, but <laughs> Perry and Jawa. Perry and Jawa. Oh my! Like, Dean, I need you to get the tape back. He's he's watching it like, what the heck? <laughs> oh God, oh, a lot of fur. <laughs> She's she right. <laughs> oh gracious me! Honestly, good for her. Yeah, Empowered yeah. woman. Empowered woman. Right, you get Respecting yours. Herself. You know, yeah. She's like... Not letting those droids turn her world into a democracy. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Good for her, boss lady, boss bitch. Yeah, and yep. I just, I you know, I continue to absolutely love the pit droids. One of the best parts so of the prequels, the little pit droids, the best. They're so cute. I love them so much. So cowardly, so, so jealous. Also, I think it's ironic that I feel like R five has had more screen time than R two has in the entire sequel trilogy. Oh, which no R two. He had his star moment blown in a new hope, but now he gets to reclaim it. 
<laughs> Better late than never. Like getting yelled at by Amy Sedaris. There's a lot of really fun Easter eggs in this one. Uh, the Jabba has that big rod. Uh, that's another. That's a nod to that tape. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the big stick that he stole under the uh, the Pike's freighter. Mm-hmm. It's the same stick that they use in A New Hope. In the garbage. Oh. Oh. I never put that together. Yeah, which is one of those like pointless Easter. I didn't catch it. I watched it afterwards. And I was like, oh, damn. Again, one of those pointless. It'd be a pub quiz question, I'm sure. At celebration. Um. Yeah, a lot of really fun little bits of Easter eggs. Of course, we have to talk about our, you know, the N1 Starfighter, which was rumored, and I had heard about the rumor of it potentially appearing, and I was like, who knows? We'll see. And then they showed it, and I was like, ah, oh, it's just so good. Everything about this episode, obviously, we haven't talked about Bryce Dallas Howard directed the episode. Um, I thought she did an amazing job. I feel like she's free for free with the episode she's done so far. Really, really good. This one might be my favorite that she's done because not only does she get everything about the character right, she has everything about the it just looks stunningly beautiful the, the visuals, but she really knows what she's doing. Like I, there's a video I think of her a few weeks ago or like a month ago, or whatever, holding a document from Dave Filoni that he drew her the history of Mandalore, which is like really oh. great. And obviously I was like, oh, well, now we know why she needed that. Like she's telling this story, but also. What I really liked as well was that there's a lot of shots in this episode that come straight out of the other films, or like yes. resemble all of those. Obviously, we've got the biggest canyon scene, which is obviously the, you know a nod to both A New Hope and also the pod, it's literally the pod racing track. Like you see the little ramp, which I just remember playing the little Lego game going down the little ramp. Um, <laughs> and the thing I loved the most was the spinning scene, yes. which we were talking about a bit before, like. Not only is that like a, obviously a reference to, I'll try spinning, that's a good trick. Um, but also the opening of Tech of the Clones, the first shot, is the uh, is Padme's big silver starship spinning with the two N1 starfighters mm-hmm. spinning. With and the horizon, one, yeah. And someone did the two by, like a, a shot by shot, and it's like absolutely pretty much trying to do that. And I was like, oh, that's so good. So I really did appreciate that shot. What did you think about the N1 and Din's new ship? Go to the first. I. It's interesting. <laughs> My primary association with the with the ship is from Star Tours because I always remember the ending where you crash land into Naboo and there's like. Yes! The, I don't know why I always think of that first, but um, that made me very happy because. Star Tours is like my favorite thing. So, <laughs> and because we've had all the like, uh, the is it the RX droids, the, the ones that look like Captain Rex as well? Mm-hmm. They cropped up like multiple times in this uh, season, and I don't, I don't know what that means. I hope that means something. Star Tours is coming. They're laying the groundwork. I don't know, but I love it. More Star Tours stuff, please. Star Tours. I always love it when Star Wars makes really boring like fucking dull part of real life Star Warsy, so that I can not feel alone and that like you're saying <laughs> that bit where he had to like get ready for the ship go for the gate <laughs> I was like next time I go on the plane I can pretend I'm in Star Wars <laughs> like take your shoes off 
it's it. me. It's me every time I try to fly Ryanair, and they're like, "Oh, your suitcase is too big," and you're like taking stuff out. That's him putting the dark saber in the hold. That made me like, "What are you doing?" It's a legendary lightsaber, and you've just put it. You've taken you it out of your carry on on a commercial flight. It, just, you know, it reminds um, me of yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of that that robot chicken sketch when Palpatine lands in the Death Star and he's waiting for the luggage. There's just like one case going around. He's like, "That's it. I've lost my I've lost my luggage. I have to wear this damn cape the whole time." Honestly, I'm obsessed with that whole side of Star Wars. Like, yeah, the Star Tours, the Galactic Star Cruiser thing that's opening soon. The mm. like the banal everyday admin of star wars i find fascinating <laughs> which again is another nod to attack of the clones which i feel like it's kind of funny that this year is the 20th anniversary of attack of the clones and we get like a new sort of appreciation for that film regardless of how you feel about it i feel like elements of it are just seeping into all of star wars now whether it's you know boba fett as a character like jango fett or the cloning history everything from the clone wars that stems from that and even smaller things like obviously the chef from last week's episode was from Attack of the Clones on the mm. little ship, on the Star Cruiser ship, which again, another Star Cruiser ship that takes them just normal passengers around. I thought it was really fun. Um, I, I like seeing the little R unit with the um, the drinks. I, yeah. That's one of my favorite bits about episode six in Return of the Jedi when R2 is like giving drinks around and she was like, why are you giving <laughs> drinks around? Bar 2D2. This is the, uh, the 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 shop parallel, by the oh, way. Oh wow, that makes so, me so happy. The planets on the right, and then yeah, didn't. Yeah, left. that's so similar as well. I was like, oh, she—they know what they're doing. They absolutely know what they're doing. I was like, that's such a great little nod. Um, really loved it. I loved I loved it in sheer purple. The chrome effect looks great, but kept a little bit of the yellow. Which mm-hmm. I was like, well, obviously, there's a nod to obviously the fact that the ship is usually yellow. But then I feel like doesn't his old ship have bits of yellow on it as well? I think it does have yellow stripes on it. I don't remember. Mm. I'll be honest with you. Like you know, like when you see the big creature come out, and you can just sort of, in your mind you see like the stripes are yellow. I'm sure it does. It does have some kind of stripe, yeah. Yeah, I think. So I, I like the idea that he's like, you know, he's got an idea of what he likes. He's like, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm a chrome guy. Mm, it's like when you get the iPhone upgrade, but you keep the case. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> like, no, yeah. I'm, gonna stick, I'm gonna stick with the color scheme. It's, it's just pure me. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love that they did the N one, and I love that that's his ship now. However, however, mm-mm. my stupid like trying to bring realism into this brain kept going. Dim used to live in his ship, like he had bunks. He had a refresher, and now we just got a cockpit. I feel like we've downsized a little bit, which we need to keep this. Don't get me wrong, but we're still technically homeless. We're living out of our car, and it's not that comfortable. <laughs> See, Come it's on, interesting no. you say that, because this is this connects to the conversation we had earlier. You don't understand. This is a midlife crisis. He just downgraded from an RV to a Ferrari. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I guess my question was, 
is when he does the bounties, where do they mm. where do they sit? Right. Because is he just saying, look, I was bringing people warm or cold. Now there's no option. <laughs> it's just cold. <laughs> <Very> cold. <laughs> I only have room for one decapitated head in my ship. I guess like, maybe where's could... Grogu going to sit? He doesn't the, even have a that's seat. The thing. They tease it. They tease it. They got rid of the droid. The bubble. The little bubble. So, could you imagine that? Oh. Little bubble head going, looking out the window. Like so one of those cute. cat backpacks. Yes! <laughs> Okay, that's cool. And then maybe the decapitated head also goes in there when he's using it. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Bounty well, stuff. I don't think he'll be doing bounty hunting anymore, though. I feel like Mandalorian Season 3, this is what it's set up, is setting up the idea that he has to do something else instead. True, but I feel like he doesn't He doesn't know that fully at the time. No. So yeah. I'd be questioning, like, is this at, the most practical? Maybe he just stays at Jabba's Palace, you know? Like, that's his bro. He's practically Boba Fett's basically his uncle, Grogu's uncle, right? Yeah, he's crashing like, on the couch. Where's the little fella? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I like the idea of him just maybe just like it staying there, goes off, comes back. If he needs to do something, I guess if he does do bounty hunting and he has to use carbonite still, I'm sure he can get like some sort of carbonite dealership and he just attach it to the bottom of the ship, like there we go, and then just fly off. That works, yeah. Yeah, we'll say that. Yeah. Option. Well, it's like a little trailer at the back. <laughs> a trailer. <laughs> like a bike in the top of the roof. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to see that now. I really want to see that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, we have that really great sequence, obviously, with um, some returning characters, with the X-Wings, which I just constantly love the idea of the New Republic being, like, just... Democrats, they're like, yeah, go. We're doing things differently. <laughs> it's like you're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're the cops, but we've got pride stickers on our cop cars now. So, yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, Don't you worry up. about it. <laughs> it's like you're the guy that saved all those people, right? Mm-hmm. But you're speeding. <laughs> like so. Also, I have my little din here. I've got to show him. There we go. Aww. Obligatory oh, din. Oh, he looks so cute. And of course, you can't Weedles. have him without his bro. His little bro. Oh, buddies. Jetpack buddies. The best. Cuties. But yeah, and then obviously the episode ends off with Din arriving back on Tatooine being pretty chuffed with his new ride. Pimp My Ride episode has ended and we have friends reunited and Fennec appears and gives Boba the opportunity to help her and uh, help uh, Fennec and Boba out which I really enjoyed because I had a, like a bit of a discussion about this like will Din have a would he be like awkward about helping out in terms of like the criminal empire stuff but I was like no he's this is his bro he's like do you know what I'll, I'll do it for you. And they How did cute it was that for free? For free, they, they took it to the next level. Like, take your money. I'm doing it for free. So sweet. Because like, they helped rescue me... his kid. Of course, he's gonna be like, I owe this man. Like, he's the godfather to my child. Of course, I'll help him out. <laughs> he's the machete to um yes. Antonio Banderas. 
<laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, my God. <laughs> no spike in reference, but... that yeah, was spike I, really... <laughs> I just really love, yeah, I just really love their little broship. Because they, they do relate to each other. They're both orphans. They're both Mandalorians who are foundlings, not blood-related. And they both, you know, have a deep father connect. They have a, a, appreciation for the father-son relationship. One, because Jen, uh, Boba had lost his father. And one because Din lost his son. Um, and his father. And his mother. Oh, yeah, that too. Daddy issues. Also, mm. droid issues. Today, that droid so I was issue. talking about, just to go back a little bit, talking about like why Din had such hatred for droids in the first place. Obviously, we were like, obviously, it's because his parents were murdered by battle droids during the Clone Wars. But also, now we have the bonus idea that the KX droids were the ones that were slaughtering the Mandalorians in the past. So, you know, not great track record for droids against Din. No, not really. Like, oh, but he's he's making up for it. A little scene with him and the little BD droid is really cute. Precious. Yeah, he's very annoyed by it though. Yeah, like <laughs> putting the light up. All right, <laughs> But yeah, I really like the the idea of them being these like these two related characters, but. They just bro out together, and there's no sort of conf- major conflict. And I feel like if there is any conflict, it won't. Hopefully, it won't last too much because I feel like those characters can actually really rely on each other, and there's a strong sort of bond between those two, and Fennec as well to an extent yeah. because obviously they, you know, they formed a little bit of alliance there. And I just, yeah, really excited to see what they do with that. And then the thing that I was actually really surprised about because I thought, yeah, spending an episode in the Mandalorian. I can deal with that. That makes, that makes sense to me. But the line, there's someone I need to see. Like, or I need to see a little friend first. I was like, we're not going to see Grogu, are we? But then my bike went, because you're like, wow, like, okay. It was like that meme, you know, like the constant galaxy brain exploding meme. Mm-hmm. I was like, my head was like, okay, seeing Grogu. Oh, interesting. Then I was like, seeing Luke Skywalker again. Oh. And then the last one was like, Seeing Han Solo, <laughs> like, in my mind, it's constantly going. And also, wait, where? When was um, Ben Solo born? Was this air, five years? Trying to like after, calculate so would, five, he would, so he's not alive yet. I feel like he might be alive. Yeah, baby, baby like Ben, one year, like one years old, baby maybe. Ben, baby Ben. Oh, they're gonna point to a crib and be like, "This one's gonna be trouble." Because <laughs> <Watch laughs> that's, I mean, I have to say, like I, with Grogu, like I sort of, I feel like I have some closure with him, and as mm-hmm. adorable as he is, like I'd be happy to leave that chapter behind, except for the question of, okay, wait a minute, now what happens with the rise of? Ben Solo becoming yeah. Kylo Ren and all that. Like, is did Grogu get out in time? <laughs> and I feel like I feel like they have to answer that question, even if it's just in some future TV show or some future film. They go, "Oh yeah, Grogu got out. Don't worry." I feel like they can't they can't leave that hanging <laughs> forever. I, mean, I feel like once you escape one emo Skywalker genocide, you can escape them all. <laughs> quite frankly, because he because not only what did he. Not only do we have to work out if he escaped Ben, he we know for a fact that he had to escape Anakin. 
because he was at so the temple. So he saw the red flags very early on, and he's on the phone like, <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> Imagine him on the ride home being like, wow, this amazing Jedi has come to find me. And Din's like, he's your kind now. And then he's like, <laughs> he puts him in the ship. He's like, like I'm Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and the Grogu's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Or there's like a secret where Luke's like, hello, young Padawans, I'm Luke Skywalker, this is my father. And then the force ghost of Anakin appears, and he just stares at Grogu, he's like... Just waddles away as quick as he can. (laughs) He's the one kid I let live. Oh my god. I I don't know that everyone loves Grogu, even Anakin is like, get out of here, little scamp. Whilst those other kids, like, chopped in half. Get out, get out. Oh, I just like the idea that he was like in a vase the whole time because he's so small. He just climbed into. <laughs> he just pretended. He just pretended to be a statue, like the whole time. <laughs> Anakin didn't notice. He was in the fridge. He was in the Jedi Temple fridge. Yeah. The, the he's Durant so fridge. small. I've. I can. That's the thing. I can easily believe him escaping that. I just don't know about the second time around. Yeah. If he's yeah. gonna get away. We know he wasn't technically there, right? Because the comic, sh- there's a comic that shows that. So maybe, even like maybe you checked out <laughs> earlier. Checked out. Oh, right, because we've seen in the comics. Yeah, but he's small. He might have been in the background, like burning. He's underneath the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, unless we see his, unless we see him in the spaceship, like flying away, or we see. His little tiny corpse, teenage Grogu, <laughs> with like a little, a little. Mustache. I feel like I, I don't grow properly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I feel like I, I won't know by the way. Oh no, now I'm scared. Although I'm not as scared now that we know that Din's got a little present for him. Which, yeah. by the way, very rude of the armorer to to fold it into <laughs> a Grogu shape. Yeah. <laughs> like here's the thing you made you wanted me to buy you. I've also gift wrapped it and <laughs> done origami. Cause fuck it. <laughs> Oh. What do you think they made out of the spear? Or well, obviously a bit of the spear. I saw people like, I can't believe the spear made all of that. I'm like, well, of course they didn't, idiot. Like they used a little bit. <laughs> it's just the idea that people are like, unless I see it, that whole spear made that. I was like, no, it didn't. I think it's chainmail. I think it's a little chainmail outfit. I want it to be a helmet, but looking at it, It'd it doesn't so seem big cool. enough. It doesn't. No. It's just like a little tiny. Someone I can't, I can't remember who tweeted it, but someone said it's yeah, it's like, uh, it's like a Bilbo giving uh, Frodo the chainmail like vest, like it's a little beskar. Oh my god, that's how oh, he that. escapes the exactly. Kylo Ren massacre. Thinks he stabbed him, but it it didn't go through. Yeah, it's like Mike McFly. <laughs> <laughs> he just throws it down and runs away. I like no. this idea because now it it would all make sense in my mind that that's this is like Chekhov's chainmail. Exactly. Chekhov's chainmail. Chekhov's chain... <laughs> <laughs> this baby just won't die. This baby won't die. <laughs> oh God! I just want to see Adam Driver screaming at Grogu. <laughs> For five I want minutes, every gun to fire <laughs> on this baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
I don't know if Ben trying to recruit him as the apprentice, but like the baby's just like destroying everything. So like, good. Oh my god! I don't want him anymore. Anything oh to the exploring Ben more would be it's just more interesting. It's just fantastic and interesting. I definitely think that we should see Ben. I think the best idea for a poster of like Boba Fett is maybe if we see, uh, like or like of Din, like, maybe like Din and Han Solo next to each other, but they've both got like the baby holders. <laughs> the baby one. We've got Ben. We've got Grogu. Oh, that would be like cute. It. That would be cute. Because you think baby Grogu is powerful? Imagine what baby Ben was like. <laughs> Stop taking the children, Ben. Stop <laughs> it. Goodness. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I think that'd be really cute. And if, especially if, like, if they do get Billy Locke, because obviously she's had a baby recently, so maybe that she can... Just uh, use her baby. There we go. Ready-made baby. <laughs> <laughs> no casting calls needed. Nope. Another, another generation. That's pure Star Wars. Mm. That is. It is. We'll keep putting babies in there. <laughs> <laughs> the the... Billy, we need your baby in a robe ASAP. <laughs> get over here. <laughs> well, the baby oh. is just like baby but it has adam driver's hair like, oh. <laughs> oh my god oh my god it's the most luxurious wig you've Google. ever seen but it sounds like him as well like google gaga <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> i will yeah i feel like if we are going to go to the see grogu again i yeah i would want some sort of I don't know some sort of link to the the like yeah the the newer Skywalker movies just to try and like make that transition smooth just so we're not doing it to be like it's Luke Skywalker he's here <laughs> okay yeah. say goodbye to Luke <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is a nice opportunity to just create like a few narrative threads that feel natural and then we can have that and then we can go back we yeah. I also feel like I know that the big criticism is small galaxy and um, the idea of you're wiping all the characters back at once. But I'm just saying, if you have the period where you have Ahsoka who grew up with Anakin in the period with Luke Skywalker, Leia, first of all, you'd absolutely want them to meet because she's the Kawan. She's like, yeah, I know your dad when we were like chilling out and fighting, you know, committing war crimes. Um, <laughs> and like you want you'd want that meeting and then you've got all the interconnected like Hans was like oh yeah I knew Darth Maul like, you stole my girlfriend she's like oh crazy I <laughs> like you kind of want that little bit of interconnected like you, there's a lot of depth you can get from that there's this really great art piece from Celebration a few years ago and it's this art piece of the Millennium Falcon cockpit and it's Ahsoka oh, Tano nice. with the big spear and she's showing Luke and Leia this uh, sort of hologram of Anakin from the Clone Wars. Like, and you see Luke, and he's got his arms folded, and he's smiling. He's like, "Oh, my dad!" And you, and then you see Ahsoka smiling, and in the background, Leia's holding Baby Ben, and the little Baby Ben's smiling and reaching out to the hologram of his grandfather. And then it's just Leia, like, like, like yeah, really, like, my. Like, glad y'all have good memories of my dad. Remember when he tortured me? But yeah. gra- glad y'all are happy. 
that is something I feel like you can explore in a TV yeah. show. Like that, interesting dynamics. I feel like that's interesting, like right, like the the idea of Luke being like, "Yeah, I'm going to do what my dad did," and Leia be like, "Yeah, but you know, also he tried to he chopped your hand off, <laughs> he tortured me, he blew up my planet." Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think like there's a huge difference to me between telling interconnected stories that feel, as you said, logical and natural. Exactly. Versus like, you know, not to, to dunk on Marvel, but it's not like Star Wars has gone, well, we've got a multiverse now and we're opening portals and out comes Willem Dafoe. Like, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I feel like yeah. the nice thing about Star Wars is that it is a world. It's like, it's a sand pit that you get to play in and you have all these established characters and because of the arc of their storylines they're gonna intersect over and over again Absolutely. and like that's I don't know that's just like that's not weird to me in the way that yeah if you just like, <laughs> randomly brought back a, a very I guess like I have more issue for example you know on the occasions that characters have been dead and they go like Darth Maul oh. right I, I'm sorry, I'm going to say Darth Maul. I feel like that was like, you know. I, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's not natural to the storytelling. Or if they brought back Samuel Jackson, he just walked through the door and be like, hello, yeah, that, <laughs> I'm here <that's>... now. <laughs> you know, I feel like this, obviously the fans would love that because mm-hmm. everybody loves Samuel Jackson, but it's <laughs> like, that's a really huge difference because there's no place in the story for him. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think. I don't think the shows have done anything so far where I've been like, oh, that's weird. That doesn't flow. That doesn't fit with that world. But we'll see. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> Darth Maul for me, when I when I found out he was coming back, I was like, well, that just ruins it. Like, what's the point? Like, because yeah. he, he died. But then when I watched the Clone Wars arc and the way they, they sort of explained it, and I was like, God damn it, you won me over, you stupid. And I was like, and now I'm I'm glad because obviously we've got to explore that character in a way that we could never really got to do beforehand. And also, I absolutely, I absolutely accept that. But also, there's, a, there's something quite funny about George Lucas showing up like ten years later and being like, "We're bringing him back." And then cause there's the actual story of like Dave Filoni being like, "Well, we brought in Savage Press because we wanted like a Darth Maul like character, like his brother." I was like, like you can't just bring him back. He died, and George Lucas was like, "Hmm." <laughs> you, you figure it out. It's like beautiful, but I just love George Lucas's being like, "Who cares?" <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, again. But obviously, they made a story that sort of made sense about why he came back, as opposed to it being like, "And I'm back." And like, then, like I remember, like in Legends, when people were like, "General Grievous is back," but it's not technically General Grievous. It's like the spirit of General Grievous's body. I was like, "Shut up." Mm. Stop it. Like, well, I guess it's interesting yeah. with like with Boba Fett, but that one, I guess, because it's been pretty long established that he wasn't yeah. dead, it's like it's less weird. Yeah. <laughs> but so you-, you could argue that they just did decide to bring Boba Fett back <laughs> because yeah. he's cool and people it like it. Depends him. on yeah, like you say, like it depends on the story. Like, the idea that obviously the satellite devours you over a thousand years gives you the opportunity to like like they said like he had oxygen he had a protective measure but he didn't come out of it completely you know it wasn't like he walked out the side pit it was like oh that was annoying all right anyway like, i'm gonna go back <laughs> to my house like there's like a repercussion to that and it's the same with like darth maul i feel like 
there's like the mental and the physical trauma that comes with that the storytelling and i think that's interesting as opposed like you said some people just want it to be like i'm ben Sanger and i'm back like where, did, where were you i died that sucks let me get my jetpack <laughs> Yeah, like they wanted. Like there, there is such a huge because the Boba Fett we get now is has developed and is is a richer character, yeah. and we see so many new sides. It would have been a very different thing if in Mandalorian he just like jetpacked into the scene and went, "Hello, I'm, I'm it's back, me, baby. and I'm back, and everything's like it was before." And it was just him in the armor, like being the same again. Like that, that would have very much annoyed me <laughs> yeah it's, it's mandalorians and book of boba i think in my mind are very fantastic um contradictions because they're both telling really original interesting character driven stories at its core and also doing the generic if i what I did as a chi- as a kid which is just picking up toys and going what of this like you know because din jar is pretty much what if Boba Fett had a lightsaber? Yeah. And guess what? He is Yoda, but he's a baby. Like, it's the sort of thing you come up with as a kid. Like, you know, like, <laughs> okay, like, when you, you've got toys, you're like, okay. And then Anakin comes back, and Ahsoka's there. And, like, it's the sort of thing that you're like, oh, yeah. But they, they melt that in a way that I think works better than perhaps JJ did with his trilogy. I like the sequel trilogy, but I feel like the way he does that is just a little bit they do it a bit. Palpatine has returned somehow. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put that entire burden on Oscar Isaac because I'm afraid. Yeah. To be fair, he, he sold that line so beautifully that it was not consciousness, you know? And we were like, Yeah, sure. Yes, I guess, yeah, sure. Oscar yeah. said it. <laughs> he sold the collective emotion of like, God damn it. <laughs> we thought we were done with this guy. But he's back. We threw him out the club. He came through the back door. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Even he's here again. (laughs) I want a drink now. Oh my goodness. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much all we've got time for. That was a big, big chunky episode, delving into a pretty big chunky episode. That's what I'm saying. Big chunky episode today. Big Big chunky. Just like the little chunks Jawa. are real meat, big chunky and furry, and furry. Like we, like we love it. But yeah, <laughs> let's go to our overall thoughts and score section. Now, Theresa, I don't know if you know this, but we don't actually rate things out of ten. If that's okay, that's we have fine. a different no, we have a different no, rating system. Why would I be angry about that? we don't we don't rate things out of ten. We rate things yes. out of ten, obviously. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, obviously, as I guest, I'm going to open it to you first. How how would you rate this episode out of ten? Ooh, hmm. I really liked it. I want to give it. Want to give it an eight? Good score. Nice big overall score. What about you, Claire? This is my favorite episode of the season. I think that goes to show. Pretty, pretty pretty heavily favorited right now i'm gonna give it but we still got room to grow we got we got a whole bunch of stuff that's about to go down i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give it eight and a half although i don't like cutting 10 in half but 
Apparently, I just did. Sorry, did. bud. But as we know with Darth Maul, he will survive. Just the so. head area. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you the one that cut him. I'm, I'm sorry, cut him. Tim. I'm giving this a 9 out of 10. <laughs> there we go. Big round even Tim. I really like this episode. I think my biggest issue of the series so far has been... I feel like structure, like the way that some of the um, the time lapses have gone, haven't been very clear. I think that episode, I think the, the episode I wasn't happy with the most in terms of that was the third episode when the big Tuscan death scene happened, mm-hmm. just because it wasn't clear immediately. Like, is it the same Tuscans or when did this take place? So, but this episode, you know, now we've cut through all the flashbacks feel like we're getting straight to the point now and i really thought this was a really great episode big love letter to the prequels which as you know is what i'm here for big prequel defender i mean claire did a ridiculously long amount of time defending attack of the clones um and this episode felt like you know is a big little love letter to some of that those that stuff and really enjoyed that uh stuff i didn't like obviously i feel like i would have liked to have seen tem so I can't give this yeah. a 10, 10 out of 10 without 10. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. So 9 out of 10, I like the good overall number for that. Still room for more 10. There's always room for more 10. Facts. There's always room for 10. <laughs> but yeah, that's all we've got time for this week. Now, let me just get rid of poor 10. I'm sorry, 10. <laughs> to get rid of you oh, again. I miss you, buddy. We love you. Uh, Clarice, where can people find you and your work? Uh, everything I do is I post on Twitter, so probably best to go there, <laughs> which is at Clarice Slew. Or just Google my name. Very uh, hard to spell, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I definitely recommend following your um, newsletter, which is incredible. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I sometimes talk about Star Wars on there. It's the place where, like, because often I don't get to do it with my main job because they say yeah. that's too much Star Wars. Stop. I'll go on my newsletter <laughs> and be like, <laughs> just wrote in, like, Casablanca is a really great film. Anyway, The Last Jedi has a scene that like, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> but no, definitely follow Clarice. Uh, great follow. Always great work you do. We love you here. And you're always welcome Thank on you. in the future. Oh, I love you guys. Thank you for just talking about Star Wars in such a like positive, informative, and entertaining way. It's lovely. Yeah, that's what we're aiming for, to make jokes about Jawa dicks. Um, yeah. You said it in a better way? You said it better, awesome but... family fun. Ugh. Exactly. I hate myself. Uh, <laughs> that's our new tagline. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was going to say, like, I forgot what I was going to say now. Claire, where can we find you? <laughs> Well, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at cstribs. Uh, you can catch me over at Broaxium every Sunday night on the Broaxium YouTube channel. We are shooting the poodoo, usually with a cocktail of some variety and just hanging out, talking about everything that came out that week. All the fun, like, I haven't gotten into Peacemaker yet, but uh, they're either. really vibing with it. And uh, we're talking about that. We talk about all the new Marvel stuff, all the new... Star Wars stuff, we talk about video game stuff, we talk about all sorts of stuff, and it's fun. And then um, I also cover Dr. Afra for them, so uh, that's, that's pretty cool whenever there's a new Afra, which is not until March, single tier. Um, 
that, that's you can catch me doing that and obviously catch me on the imperial senate podcast and doing lots of tiktoks do you like me yet gen z do you am i cool yet am i cool have i won your favor it's like that episode of community when they're trying to win over the and then they like sort of get bullied by the, the kids that's exactly how i feel <laughs> trying to do tiktoks <laughs> Like, I thought I got it, but clearly I'm not cool. <laughs> Damn. I think we're old. Uh, yeah. I, I, if you see the TikToks, the reason why Claire's on most of the videos is because I just don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm like, I tried to make one the other day, and I was like, this is, this, no. I told you to make one. I told you which one you should have made. I know, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. I've never tried. I just... All I know is the piggy dipping at the piggy pond. I don't know anything else about TikTok. <laughs> I clicked the thing and it said, like, try this effect. So I clicked try this effect and I did a video. But all the sound was like the other person's video. I was like, I don't want that. And so I quit out of it. Oh, my goodness. We'll, te- we'll learn you some tick and talks, young man. I'm a cool, I'm a cool kid. I'll show you. I'll show you what cool kids are into nowadays, Charlie. Hey kids, do you want a Game Boy? Dab. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Fortnite. Yeah, Flossin. I can't floss. Euphoria. People love Euphoria. Yeah. Euphoria. Yeah, that's the cool thing right now. Yeah. Drugs and sex, kids. That's what yeah. people do. The we watch stuff. Skins. Okay. Euphoria. Come on now. We get. We get you. We get you. Cool skins kids. is fifteen years old <laughs> as of today. Can- can we not? Oh can we not God. do that to me? It's almost like we're mortal beings, and time is a very short supply. Bitch, I'll live forever. What are you talking about? Speaking of short supply, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at <laughs> cmwashby. Uh, everything you can find about me is on that uh, link tree in my bio. So yeah, find all my stuff. You can see me moaning about tomorrow, Morrison, or just going crazy, writing a big thread about. Uh, Batman Returns, probably. <laughs> Generally, that's what I think about in most things. Like People talk to me about serious topics like war, and I'm just thinking about Michelle Pfeiffer. And quite frankly, that's... <laughs> Same. Uh, you know, uh, who isn't? Uh, that's that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back next time with the final two episodes of The Book of Memphis. Yeah. Uh, Kira, oh, Kira, wow. Kira, 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 Kira. <laughs> manifesting <laughs> yeah you know just seeing all those food like those clips of her Amelia Clark doing Marvel in I think Yorkshire I'm like come on make it happen just one just come on a little Maybe. bit a little bit but we won't find out obviously until next week but until then thank you so much for watching see ya bye